0: The Vision app is the best place to find a growing range of homegrown, on-demand audio to help you look to God daily. You can listen to Faith and Fostering with Christians chatting about foster care in an Australian context. Plus, be encouraged by Pastor Terry Nightingale's 4-Minute Devotions, with new episodes added each week in the free Vision Christian Media app. If you don't already have the app on your smartphone or tablet, download it now from vision.org.au slash app. vision.org.au slash app. Vision. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, this week is Chappie Week in Queensland as Scripture Union Queensland celebrate their school chaplains and all that they bring to the school communities. It's a pleasure now to welcome uh, another friend of the Vision Radio Network, Peter James, the CEO of Scripture Union Queensland. Peter, great to have a chat to you again.
1: Great to join you.
0: Well, Peter, 25 years is a significant milestone. Uh, does that make you the oldest running chaplaincy group for schools in Australia? Uh,
1: no, I think uh, Western Australia's got 10 years on us. And, uh, uh, and our model of chaplaincy is a government school chaplaincy. And, of course, uh, school chaplaincy has existed in Christian schools for a lot longer than that.
0: Okay. So tell us a little bit about the 25 years of chaplaincy in government schools in Queensland. What do you think has been some of the significant changes over the year, other than, of course, the now being able to access federal government funding?
1: Well, I think when school chaplaincy started in the government sector, um, it started as a response to to need. Uh, So local school communities uh, could see that there was a pastoral care support need that was not being met by the existing structures within schools, and they reached out to the community for help with that and churches responded by providing the funding and the person to to go in and help the kids with those pastoral care needs. So it very much began as a grassroots, uh, uh, you know, there was a need. The the community met that need the best they could uh, and school chaplaincy in government schools was born. Of course, at that stage, uh, there were other chaplaincy models. Uh, You know, There was hospital chaplaincy and military chaplaincy and Christian school chaplaincy. Um, But they were really feeling their way, I think, to try and work out, well, what what does chaplaincy look like in a government school? And so that's that's where it started and it's evolved since then.
0: What do you think are some of the most exciting things that you've noticed over the 25 years of chaplaincy for Scripture Union in Queensland?
1: Well, I'm in the Privileged position of getting to hear the stories of transformation in in uh, children and young people's lives. So um, every day we we hear stories of uh, of children who uh, have been helped by their chaplain, have been um, nurtured and supported, and given the confidence and strength and resilience to, to make it through you know some pretty tough circumstances in their lives. And uh, so I get out of bed in the morning with a with a sense of eager anticipation for what the day holds because. Uh, of of children and young people's lives being transformed. It's a great thing to be part of.
0: Can you give us a bit of a breakdown on some of the statistics that you've discovered? Because obviously being CEO, you you have to deal a lot with stats and figures. What are some of the statistics about the way that chaplains make an impact in their school communities?
1: Sure. Well, I I think the interesting thing is that uh, chaplaincy is... uh, is in more primary schools than in secondary schools. There are a lot more primary school chaplains than secondary school chaplains and that's a response to demand again. So in secondary schools, we're, we're in more secondary schools but there are fewer schools, if you know what I mean. So uh, there are literally hundreds of thousands of children every week who benefit from school chaplaincy uh, with a whole range of issues that they bring and that guidance officers and teachers and others refer to chaplains. Uh, and and it's a it's an interesting model because sometimes people misconceive what it is. So we we sometimes have people saying, well, why don't we uh, why don't we put that money into psychology or psychologists in schools? And yet the two things are very complementary. So um, again, this is one of the things I think that's evolved over the lifetime of chaplaincy in government schools that people realise that the chaplain is there building trust and confidence in the child, building relationship. Uh, running programs for the children to build the confidence and, and uh, resilience. Um, but also they perform an important triage function because uh, a child uh, who hasn't got the confidence or doesn't know how to access a guidance officer or a psychologist comes to the chaplain and the chaplain can help get the, uh, that person the help, you know, the help they need from others. So there's a, uh, an identification and referral function that chaplains uh, perform in schools.
0: I guess the advantage there also is the fact that the chaplains are seen not as a member of the school staff or a member of the teaching staff. They're they're not an authority figure. They're they're more like one of the one of the guys down the back paddock.
1: Very much so. Um, about eighty percent of uh, school time, school breaks, so lunch times, before school, after school, um, the chaplains spend uh, that time with children in the children's space. So. This is not um, a, a structured classroom environment. It's an environment where the children are comfortable and and can um, and can build friendship and and can reach out for help that they don't have the confidence to reach out for in other places. Uh, so again, as you say, they're, they're a person that is within the school context. They're a trusted and trained person, um, but they don't have a busy curriculum to teach, and and uh, so very much a fair proportion of the work of chaplains. Um, is performed because the teachers request it and refer the child. So the um, children you know that they're a person they can speak safely to um, without getting in trouble uh, from the authority structure of the school. So it's a very complementary thing, works respectfully within the school but a very different approach from, from the other uh, roles within the school.
0: Peter, one of the other things that I've noticed about the way the chaplaincy operates in these Queensland schools is that each chaplain obviously is going to be different and bring different gifts and skills to the role but each chaplain has a slightly different way of going about it i mean like they they do what you say they come along young people um they spend time with young people where the young people gather but they do also run some other structured if you like activities but each one of them is different i mean like you could go from one school to another and not see the exact same program
1: very much so And this is, again, a strength of the program from its very earliest days that um, the the issues that the particular school and the particular children in that school face shape the the selection of which programs are run but also shape the selection of which chaplain is appropriate for that school. So the school very much on an annual basis is involved in um, working with the chaplain and their, their support committee in identifying, well, what does the school need? Now let's structure an annual work plan that meets that need. And so, if there are issues of, uh, of cultural sensitivity or diversity, um, the work plan and the chaplain can bring programs that deal with that space. If there are issues of, uh, of bullying in the school or of uh, grief and loss, they can, or of transition from you know upper primary to lower secondary, all of those can be factored into the work that the chaplain performs so that it meets the particular need in that school.
0: I love the fact that sometimes the chaplains are called upon to do things that are a little bit out of their own comfort zone too. It's not just about running programs or, or enjoying being around young people because you know that's the kind of people that you want in chaplains, but they're quite often called to go outside of their comfort zone, like go on canoeing excursions with senior high schoolers or school camps as a support person
1: yeah very much so and so we have chaplains who do the bus driving for their for their school camps again at the school's request and of course they have licenses and so on Um, a whole range of all those things you mentioned and more uh the chaplains are up for it and uh they're a really interesting and diverse and exciting group of people
0: so what are some of the ways that you're recognizing this unique ministry throughout chappy week in queensland this week or have been, I guess, because yeah, we're nearly at the end of the week.
1: Yeah, so uh, throughout Chaplaincy Week, uh, we encourage every school community to uh, to, to figure out what they want to do to celebrate their chaplaincy, and, and that'll look different in every community. So we've had uh, chaplains who who have uh, a kiss-a-pig competition where uh, they, they get a pig, they raise money for chaplaincy by uh, basically a dare to kiss the pig and, and uh, how much will you get if Chappy kisses the pig? We have people who are running breakfasts and, and celebratory lunches and crazy hair days. And so one year we had uh, a school wanting to throw their chaplain out of a plane and I, I can't remember where they the the sh- an insurance cover for that, but uh, it's all about schools doing fun things that... that celebrate their their local chaplain who they love and and provide whatever support they can to the chaplaincy.
0: Well, it's a great initiative to hear that this this ministry, and it hasn't been without its complications, its changes and its challenges over 25 years, and I'm sure any ministry across Australia would say the same thing, that there's always uh, issues to negotiate, but it's great to see that this style of ministry is still an essential one in schools and that the model itself, looking at the, the National School Chaplaincy Scheme, the model itself is being taken up in other areas across Australia.
1: Yes, yeah, so there are now uh, 3,000 chaplaincies across the nation, and, uh, and in every one of those it will look a little bit different, but they're all around that central core of putting a, a trained and trusted person who is good with children, that's trained in youth work, and, uh, and most of those organizations do that from a, from a Christian perspective. Um, so these are people who have seen um, in the person of Jesus in the Bible, uh, a, a caring person who has met the felt needs of a community, and chaplains going to schools to, to meet the felt needs of that school community uh, as trained youth workers and, and people with a heart for, for young people.
0: Well, youth work with a bit of a difference. Chappy Week in Queensland has been celebrated this week. Peter James has been our guest. He's the CEO of Scripture Union Queensland. Peter, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, congratulations for another great year of successful ministry to all those chaplains who are serving in schools right across Australia. Great to be